this series of readings and reflections, highlighting books on yoga and Advaita philosophy, comes from the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism. I am Srimati Karuna, the minister of this church. Swami Premananda has translated the Kata Upanishad in his publication, The Eight Upanishads, as the dialogue of death and vision of immortality. The author of the Kata Upanishad is unknown. Kata, a Sanskrit word, means dialogue, and Upanishad signifies the revealing light. A study of this translation of the Kata Upanishad by Swami Premananda reveals the mystery of death and the truth of immortality, because only by the light of immortality is the delusion of death dispelled. Swamiji writes in his introduction to the Kata Upanishad, Let one realize the immortality of the self, and the concept of death will vanish from consciousness. With a dramatic beginning in the form of an allegorical dialogue between Nachiketa, the disciple, and Yama, the guru, the Rishi expounds, among others, the truth about immortality, death, and reincarnation. The self is immortal, the Rishi reveals, but immortality is not realized by good deeds alone. Though they are obligatory to self-unfoldment, the wise guru gives assurance that there is a flame of subjective illumination which reveals the immortality of the self. One who realizes immortality here and now abides in immortality always. The world of sense perception is governed by the law of death. And Nachiketa speaks for every enlightened mind that the wealth of the world is transitory the powers of the senses will come to an end. Even the longest life is but a moment in eternity. Listen to these opening verses of Swami Premananda's translation of the Kata Upanishad, the dialogue of death and vision of immortality. A man by the name of Vajrasrafasa desiring to gain the highest good, performed a sacrifice, a yagna, and gave away all his worldly possessions. He had a son who was called Nachiketa. Nachiketa, though of tender age, was a boy of pure heart. As his father was about to offer the final gift, subjective divinity illumined Nachiketa's mind and he thought within himself thus. The gift of worldly goods which have lost their value to the donor is of no more worth than a weak, emaciated, old, and unproductive cow. The reward of such material charity is existence in planes of relative happiness and not the realization of immortality. 
So he inquired of his father, Father, unto whom do you offer me? He asked this question a second time, and he repeated it the third time. Finally, his father replied decisively, I offer you unto death. Whereupon Nachiketa pondered, Amidst the multitudinous forms of creation, I, bearing the human body, am the highest manifestation. Along the succeeding steps of self-unfoldment, I, as a human soul, have attained higher advancement. Yet what does death desire of me that my father hopes to fulfill through me this day? And he spoke again to his father. Father, let us reflect upon the origin and end of life. Like the seeds in the field, beings come into existence, and like the stalks, they wither away and die. Whence is life, and what is death? To solve this mystery, the father, Vajasravasa, sent Nachiketa to death. When Nachiketa reached the house of death, he had to wait three nights, because death was not at home. On his return, death found Nachiketa waiting and counseled himself. Like the light of the sun, the man of enlightenment comes a, as a guest to a home. The host accords him the peace of his home. Therefore I, the sun of illumination, must welcome my guest with the consciousness of purity. Deeds of objective charity, the performance of duty towards family, kindliness to neighbors and association with the good, fail to illumine the heart of a man in whose home the ideal of supreme enlightenment and transcendental self-perfection remains unwelcome. All his hopes and aspirations come to naught because his mind dwells in finiteness. Thereupon, death addressed Nachiketa, saying, O enlightened one, I bow to you. May your grace bring me the highest good. O Brahman, because you, a revered guest, had to wait for three nights, I beseech you to ask of me three boons, one for each night. Nachiketa said, let not fear, nor sorrow, nor resentment overpower the heart of my father because of my absence. After receiving instruction in the wisdom of self-liberation from you, when I return to my earthly existence, may I be recognized by my father, Gotama. This, O death, is the first of the three boons I ask of you. Death said, your father shall be of loving heart as before and shall recognize you. In your presence he shall learn about freedom from death and shall find peace while on earth, where mankind dwell in the darkness of ignorance. Natiketa said, There is a state of self-existence which transcends all others. Imperfection does not abide there. There time is powerless, and limitations of duality are completely rejected. 
Even you, death, cannot enter there. That is the state of absolute bliss. That is the state of immortality. There is a flame of subjective illumination which reveals the immortality of the self. I am certain, O death, that you know the secret of self-enlightenment. I am an earnest seeker after truth. Initiate me into the light of immortality. Let this be your second boon to me. Death, the master, said, O Natiketa, my knowledge of the flame of subjective illumination is perfect because it is verified by my own realization. Be fully prepared. I now initiate you. This is the light of your inner self. This is the light of the universe. This light shines constantly within the consciousness of Kriyabana. Meditate upon this light and you shall realize immortality. This is initiation with the fire of the Supreme Self. In strict accordance with the instruction, you must practice this subjective meditation. And to witness the effulgence, it is important that you perform the prescribed number. Now you are an initiate. Thereupon, Natiketa practiced the entire meditation in the presence of death and the master, Guru, was exceedingly pleased with the disciple, Shisha. The venerable master was so pleased with the proficiency of, of his disciple that he further initiated him into more advanced degrees of meditation, explaining the manifold, supremely glorious but specific ascending vibratory consciousness of self-realization within the garland of precious jewels, and blessed him with the assurance. In the realization of the subjective effulgence, your whole inner being will be illumined by the light of the divine self. When the three currents of cosmic life force, prana, are perfectly united at the highest state of illumination, shahasaram, by the performance of the triune meditation, Kriya, with devotion, determination, and self-consciousness, mind becomes completely free from the bondage of acquired sensory impressions and attachment to sensory objects. Thus liberated, the devotee gains the realization of the indwelling self in its absolute pure consciousness and attains unqualified and limitless subjective peace. The initiate, who having gained the illumination of the triune three, conducts his life by the enlightenment of the threefold qualities of the self, overcomes death, ere he discards the mortal body and transcends the causes of sorrow within himself, abides in supreme bliss, while fulfilling this life's task on the plane of relative existence. O Nachiketa, in accordance with your aspiration, you are initiated in the light of the self, which reveals the reality of absolute perfection. 
may you ever live by the illumination of your highest self. O Nachiketa, ask now for the third boon. Nachiketa spoke. There is a mystery about death. Some say death exists, while others contend that death has no existence. I desire to know the truth. Illumine my consciousness with wisdom. This is the third boon I ask of you, O death. And the master replied, Inquire not about death, O Nachiketa. Even men of much learning know not the mystery of death. Mind cannot reveal it. It transcends intellect. O Nachiketa, ask for some other boon. Do not insist upon this. Be understanding and kind to me. Give up your desire to know the truth about death. And Nachiketa replied, Assuredly, even the most learned is ignorant of the knowledge of death. And even as you state, the mystery of death is not known to mortals. No one else knows about death more than you do. Nowhere shall I find a teacher better qualified on the subject than yourself. Therefore, I repeat, there is no boon other than the true knowledge about death that I ask. And the master said, A hundred years of life, family, children and grandchildren, elephants, horses, gold, a vast kingdom, as long as you desire to live on earth. If you crave even more wealth and still more prolonged life, ask for these. Onatiketa, I will build you an empire and will fulfill every mundane longing of your heart. Beauty of body such as the earth has never seen shall serve you at your will. Pleasures which the senses have not experienced will be yours constantly. All that the worldly people hope for, but in vain, I will offer to you endlessly. But... O Nachiketa, ask me not about death. And Nachiketa said, The wealth of the world is transitory. The powers of the senses will come to an end. Even the longest life is but a moment in eternity. Therefore, O death, the possessions and the pleasures of the earth I do not seek. The heart of man cannot remain satisfied with the joys of the world, nor does it find permanent happiness in the pleasures of the senses. Since man is born into this world, mundane things he must have, but life on earth is ruled by the law of death. Therefore, O death, the boon that I have already asked of you remains unchanged. Life in this physical plane of consciousness is as impermanent as the fleeting moments of time. One who has been initiated in the light of the self can never limit his ideal of existence to the evanescent pleasures of the phenomenal world. There is a mystery regarding death and life beyond death. 
this unknown truth reveal unto me, O death. Nachiketa seeks no other boon. And the master responded, There are two ways of human life. One is the path of the senses, and the other is the path of the self. Each differs from the other. The traveler on the path of the senses loses himself in the wilderness of sensory pleasures. The path of the self leads to the supreme good. Man has the freedom of choice. The man of intelligence carefully and completely analyzes the ultimate value of both. The worldly-minded, impelled by the desire of possession and power, take the path of the senses. The wise, aspiring for the highest good, follow the path of the self. O Nachiketa, contemplating the impermanence and the unreality of the senses, as well as of sensory objects, you have rejected the path of selfish possessions and lustful pleasures, wherein the masses of humanity rush in endless stream. Wisdom and ignorance are entirely different states, so much so that the way of the one is diametrically the opposite of that of the other. O Nachiketa, I know you are a seeker after the wisdom of the self, because the world with all its allurements could not entice you. One who, though steeped in ignorance, yet thinks of himself as being very wise, is dangerous and full of malicious design. Like the blind leading the blind, he leads to self-destruction. Spiritual truths are never revealed to one whose mind is engrossed with sensory objects, whose power of discrimination does not transcend the domain of finite concepts, whose heart is ruled by love of wealth, and who is without subjective meditation. This is the only life. There is no existence beyond this world. Such are his thoughts, and in consequence thereof he again and again falls under the sway of death. Few desire to hear about the self, and even among those who hear, few aspire to realize the self. Only men of subjective meditation realize the self, but few indeed are such men of realization. One who has not gained the direct realization of the self is not qualified to teach the truth about the self. The ignorant differ among themselves regarding the reality of the self. The self is the most subtle reality. Intellect cannot comprehend it. Theoretical knowledge does not reveal it. Only the man of self-realization can give guidance on the path of the self. O oh, dear disciple, you have gained the realization of the self, not through much theoretical learning, but because you were rightly initiated in the illumination of the self by a preceptor who himself has attained the realization of the self, and more especially by virtue of your determined self-effort in subjective meditation. O oh, Natiketa, May we always find such worthy disciples as you. 
I know that all the riches of this world are transitory. By the unreal, the real can never be attained. That is why, having renounced objective attachment, through subjective meditation, I have gained the knowledge of the mystery of death, the fulfillment of all objective desires, perpetuation of sensory pleasures, possession of endless objects of enjoyment in the phenomenal universe, freedom from the fear of loss, continued existence in the domain of duality. All these were offered unto you. Yet because of your enlightenment and wisdom, you recognized their imperfection and rejected them all. Transcendental, eternal, all-pervading, indwelling in every heart, beyond the reach of the senses, is that which is perceived by the inner vision and revealed by the illumination of the self. Having realized that effulgent reality, the wise attain the state of subjective self-consciousness, which remains undisturbed by the undulations of pleasure and pain. Hearing about the self, meditating upon the self, liberating the mind from sensory attachment, becoming free from the sense-identified self-consciousness, man realizes the self and attains the bliss of the self. The perfection of the absolute self is ever within the scope of realization by everyone who is like Nachiketa. Of this I am certain. This is the beginning of the dialogue of Nachiketa and Yama, translated by Swami Premananda in the Kata Upanishad. The dialogue continues with the request of Nachiketa to be instructed in that reality which cannot be expressed in words that which is spoken of by all beings of wise realization and subjective meditation. Yama proceeds to instruct Nataketa in meditation upon the self, that the self resides in the hearts of all that when the senses are made calm by the serenity of mind and the consciousness is freed from attachment and sorrow, then the self is realized in its full magnificence and glory. I encourage you to continue to study and read from these beautiful translations of scripture in the eight Upanishads translated by Swami Premananda. May they inspire your own pursuit and aspiration of the Divine Self. Mm -hmm.